Oklahoma Senator James Langford defected from the MAGA movement earlier this week and voted in favor of the bipartisan border bill. This caused him to say, quote, I feel like the guy standing in the middle of a field in a thunderstorm holding up a metal stick. Then get the f out of the way. Mr. Ben Franklin over here wants to act like he is some Republican martyr for bipartisan legislation. Well, I got news for you. It's all a bunch of poppycock. Perhaps people aren't so much pissed that you're supporting a bipartisan bill as they are that you lied about your intentions when you ran for office. Your own campaign website says, quote, America is full of immigrants, but there is a huge difference between legal immigration and illegal immigration. We should have secure borders, including fencing, technology, vehicle checks at border crossings, and a reliable entry-exit system to stop illegal immigration. He then doubles down on this by saying, quote, But there are also millions of people in America who come to our shores illegally. They did not follow the rules for entry. Some of those people want to work in the U.S. Others are traffickers that want to smuggle drugs or people into the U.S. Dude, that's a little Trumpy, and then you come out of swinging with this border bill like some two-faced nitwit who is too concerned about being liked in Congress than delivering on his promises. Now, Senator Langford is a grade A pussy, but caution yourself here. Don't get distracted by the media and all the attention that is swirling around this bill. Of course, the lamestream media will toot the horn that it's a bipartisan effort and the most conservative border deal to come out of Congress in ages. First of all, don't let politicians do a Jedi mind trick on you. Democrats have been calling proponents of border security racist for quite some time now. That's all they would talk about back in 2016 when Trump wanted to build his wall. Remember that? We should let immigrants in. They need our help. We had sanctuary cities popping up. Democrats and Congress fought President Trump tooth and nail. They fought him every step of the way. If you don't remember that happening, then you either were living under a rock at the time or you weren't born yet. And then there's Peter Schiff. The guy who claimed to have seen evidence of Russian collusion, but then there wasn't any. And then he just never really circled back to what he was talking about. Probably because he's a liar. Yeah, that clown, Peter Schiff, he's even acting like we got to get tough on the border now. Oh, really? Well, nearly 63 million people voted for Trump in 2016. And then nearly 74 million voted for him in 2020. And all of his supporters have been saying that we should get tough on the border for years. But oh no, they're little racist nut jobs. I guess shipping those illegal immigrants to New York City and Martha's Vineyard really freaked them out. Even Mayor Eric Adams is saying the migrant crisis will ruin the city. But this podcast isn't about how politicians are flip-flopping, backpedaling losers. If it was, we'd be here all day. This podcast is about how the media uses deceptive messaging to convince you of something that's not true. We saw it with COVID, but no one seems to remember. This bill is not bipartisan at all. Sure, people across the aisle may be willing to vote for it, but it sure isn't offering any sort of bipartisan compromise when it comes to policy. This is in no way a compromise, something where everybody gets a little bit of what they wanted. 
This bill is just another example of congressmen losing their spine. Sure, they say one thing on the campaign trail, but then they capitulate like a little when they're actually serving in Congress. You see, politics is like the NFL. Yeah, there's multiple teams, but at the end of the day, they all serve the same NFL overlords. We watch a duopoly play out in Congress year after year, but no one seems to notice. Nobody wanting a strong border should vote for this bill. No conservative who believes in small government should be voting for this. No conservative opposing the war in Ukraine should be voting for this. And no one, liberal or conservative, who is opposed to the war in Gaza should be voting for this. The media and Democrats want to call this bipartisan and convince you Trump is tanking it on political grounds, wanting it for a wedge issue against Biden in the upcoming presidential election. But it couldn't be further from the truth. That's just a cheap trick of theirs. Besides, wouldn't Trump voters revolt if he helped destroy a bill that secured the border? That's like their main gripe since 2016. That's the message he was singing coming down that escalator. You know, that soundbite of him saying that Mexicans could be rapists and some of them are good people. Yeah, they've been bitching and moaning about immigration for quite some time. What would you call, I'm curious, what would you call Democrats labeling a border wall racist and xenophobic, even causing a government shutdown over it? Then all of a sudden, when their guy, their Democrat, President Biden, is in office, acknowledging finally that it's a problem and wanting to pass a bill about it, and even request $650 million for a border wall. Why couldn't you just let Trump have that back when he was president? Oh, you playing little political games too? Those that bitch at people and drag him down and try to point their finger at him are always the ones doing the exact same thing that they're accusing others of. So to prove my point about what a bad bill this is, here are the dirty details. First, it started out in 2023 as a bill for veteran services. It then snowballed and picked up foreign aid and most recently border protections. Go look for the bill. It's hard to find the bill number or the title in an article. It's just referred to as the bipartisan border deal. You have to kind of hunt for it. Even Senator Langford's op-ed in favor of the bill on Fox News doesn't mention the bill number, and he pinned that on his website. His summary on his website doesn't mention the bill number or title. And when he links to the text of the bill, it's just part of it. He links to just Division C, the Border Act. He doesn't attach the nearly 400-page bill in its entirety for you to read and see. Sure, you can sniff around and eventually find an article online that links to the full bill, but who's going to click that? Who's going to even search for it? I just find that when the title of the bill and the bill number is so hidden, that, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't sit well with me. It's almost like they, the media, don't want you to read it. They don't want you to really know what's going on. Anywho... Let's move on to the atrocious aspects of this bill. This bill is one big, giant foreign aid bomb. Okay, more than $60 billion in military assistance is earmarked for Ukraine. More than $14 billion in security assistance for Israel is earmarked. Then we have $10 billion in humanitarian aid for civilians of global crises, including Palestinians and Ukrainians. Here are some more highlights of the Lankford-Schumer so-called border bill. It codifies the asylum officer rule, which the Biden administration has implored for the last 18 months. 
This applies to migrants who were subject to expedited removal. This rule would allow the same asylum officer who first considered the migrants' credible fear claims to keep the case. Not a judge, but a bureaucrat. And these interviews would have to be non-adversarial. Since 2008, asylum officers in these type of positions have granted more than 80% of these so-called credible fear claims. What's funny about codifying this rule is that more than 20 states are challenging it right now in their state courts, including Senator Langford's state of Oklahoma. Few other things it does. It guts mandatory detention and parole. It increases family-based green cards by 32,000 per year for five years. It increases employment-based ones by 18,000 a year. It provides automatic work permits to relatives of certain temporary workers. It speeds the issuance of work permits to illegal aliens seeking asylum. It provides taxpayer-funded lawyers to certain illegal aliens, something that is currently prohibited by law. It also fails to close multiple loopholes known to be used by human smugglers. Asylum seekers can get a third chance for review now, according to this bill. The appeal will be granted by the new Protection Appellate Board that was created in this piece of legislation. A positive review determination interview must happen within 90 days. If not, the screening is waived, the asylum seeker is released into the U.S., and will now become eligible for work authorization. This individual can then be referred for a protection merits interview, which would provide a final decision on their asylum claim. The legislation creates something called the Provisional Non-Custodial Removal Proceedings. It's quite a mouthful, but it's pretty dumb, too. This process mandates release for those subject to expedited release. They get put into a program called Alternatives to Detention. Buckle up for this. Those migrants are then given a cell phone that contains a SmartLink app, which tracks the individual. Because I'm sure a criminal would never abandon a tracking device, right? Currently, more than 160,000 illegal aliens have these phones. Another 16,000 have ankle bracelets. This cell phone tracking program was slated to get more than $1.3 billion in this legislation. This bill also provides billions of dollars for non-governmental organizations and local governments. Let me give you a little sampling of this pork barrel spending. $2.3 billion in grants for the Department of Health and Human Services to spend on refugee and entrant assistance programs. $36 million to fund immigration lawyers at the Department of Justice. It would transfer $1.4 billion from Customs and Border Protection to FEMA. $850 million would go to the State Department for international disaster assistance, most of which is then given to those non-governmental organizations and contractors. The State Department would also get $415 million to give out as foreign aid to foreign governments. The State Department would also get $415 million to give out as foreign aid. $185 million would be given to countries in the Western Hemisphere to help them reduce illegal migration. Because, you know, we're so good at doing it here. This legislation would also allow international and domestic non-governmental organizations and agencies to become approved fingerprint collection contractors because that's what we need, more third parties involved in helping the government track people. Now, if you're paying attention to this smash-and-grab operation by politicians, you probably think something funny is up. 
They created the border crisis. Now they want to exploit it for money to give out. They'll give it to NGOs and government agencies to grow the federal government's power. They'll give billions to fund wars in Ukraine and Israel. And if we follow the money, how much you bet that that cash is only given to interest groups that prop up these politicians and their campaigns? We already know that the military-industrial complex has a lock on Congress. Even worse than spending money, this bill would not have only opened the door, but would have rolled out the red carpet for migrants. Where's the mass deportation? Where's the part of the bill that completely shuts down the border and just doesn't let any more people in since we've just been flooding ourselves with them? Hint, it's not in there. Even the border shutdown they boasted about with this bill was nothing more than a distraction. It created a trigger that would temporarily close the border once more than 5,000 migrants per day were encountered at the border crossing. In fact, the bill required a minimum of 1,400 migrants per day to be allowed to legally cross. In other words, we have mandatory minimums and mandatory maximums on border crossings. Not really shutting anything down, if you ask me. More like a Band-Aid for a gunshot wound. If all of this isn't bad enough, don't forget the bill had no hearings and the Senate was given only a couple days to read it before voting on it. If I went to Mexico for vacation and then I returned and claimed that I had, I don't know, lost my passport, do you think they'd let me back into the United States? Nope. Never forget, America's freedom and social programs aren't for Americans. They're for foreigners. Remember when conservatives thought changing out the speaker would solve all their problems in Congress? Ha! How's that going for you now? If Republicans weren't so feckless, maybe they could put together a better bill, something we could all get behind. But I guess the loudest people in the room, like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, are too busy podcasting, writing books, licking Trump's ass, and giving hand jobs to care about America. Thanks for listening to Broad Thinking. Be sure to tune in next week for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, True Social, Brady on Social, and Twitter.